Do you know what I use to record these podcasts? It's Anchor by Spotify. It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or a computer. It's all really, really easy. It's all really intuitive. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast. Jim Irsay went to Twitter last night, and when Jim Irsay goes to Twitter, Colts fans and media learn stuff. We'll talk about that. This is Inside Indiana Sports Now with Kent Sterling for Tuesday, January 25th, 2022, brought to you as always by the great people at today's dentistry, Dr. Mike O'Neill, just the best dentist that there is. Why not hire a great dentist? All you have to do is pick up the phone and call 317-849-2933. The best. Always hire the best. All right, let's talk about the Colts. Hit the subscribe button. Hit the like button. Let's go ring the bell. Jim Irsay, here is the important tweet. There are a couple others. One, a video tweet from inside the private plane where he told the parable uh, of the guy in New Orleans who started out on the porch, tried to be rescued or refused to be rescued by a firefighter. Then he's in the window turned away a boat, then he's on the roof, turned away a helicopter. When he died, he got to heaven and said, God, why didn't you save me? And God said, I send you a firefighter, a boat, a helicopter. It's up to you. Okay, but then <laughs> Jim Hersey, Jim Hersey cracks me up. Jim Hersey's just great. Filterless. Wonderful. He tweeted, you can see clear as day. You need a quarterback and offense who can score 30 or more in regulation and a defense that can hold an offense under 30. What does that mean? That means that he has already spoken to Chris Ballard and Frank Reich, and he's got agreement with those guys that they're going to go out and get an offense that can score more than 30 and a defense that can hold uh, opposing offenses under 30. That is what... The edict is from ownership to Ballard and Reich or vice versa. Maybe Ballard and Reich said, here's the deal. We got to get an offense that can score lots of points. We don't have it. Part of that problem is the quarterback. So let's talk about the quarterback position yet again with the Indianapolis Colts. My God, like Tolzien, right? Luck, Brissett, Rivers, Wentz. When does it end? Man, did we have it good from 98 to 2010 with Peyton Manning because there was no doubt that Peyton Manning was going to be the quarterback. He was going to start every damn game, and the Colts were going to win games. It was awesome for that period of time. What you've got now, you got a different deal with Carson Wentz, and I'm telling you, look, whatever you think about the vaccine, Carson Wentz's decision to eschew the vaccine and put in peril the Indianapolis Colts because of the NFL protocols that are markedly different from vaccinated to unvaccinated. They've kind of lessened now, and they really did when when Carson Wentz tested positive. However, the decision to put self and belief against the vaccine ahead of the team as a priority... That did not sit well on West 56th Street all the way to the top of the pyramid. That didn't sit well. 
And you know what? You may think of Jim Irsay as kind of a mercurial fellow, and he is. But I'll tell you what, Jim Irsay cares about the Colts. And he puts the Colts first. And when people don't follow suit, when they don't do that, there's a risk inherent there and a consequence that can be brought to bear there. And and every time I look at Carson Wentz, what I see, I see a lot of Sam Bradford in Carson Wentz. Sam Bradford, the number one overall pick in, what, 2010 with the St. Louis Rams, played with the Rams for a while, and then was dealt to Philadelphia where he stayed a year, I think into a second year, and then was dealt for a, a first-round draft pick to the Vikings. And he played well that one year for the Vikings. He balled out and then signed as a free agent, a one-year deal, right, uh, after he got hurt the following year with the Vikings. Came back with the Vikings, got hurt, signed a one-year deal for $20 bucks to go to the Cardinals, washed out of the league shortly after that. This feels to me like a Sam Bradford deal where he's traded to a team and the team thinks, wow, we got Sam Bradford. This is going to be great. He just didn't have an offensive line. He didn't have weapons. I mean, he had Danny Amendola and who else? Steven Jackson with the Rams. You know what? Now, coming to the Eagles, we got guys. He's going to be able to play well. He's going to be unleashed. He's got an offensive line. And what did Sam Bradford do? He proved himself unworthy of that trust, and so he was shipped to Minnesota. Where, facing the end of his career, Sam Bradford was finally like, all right, you know what, i got to nut up and play. Which he did. He made a lot of money playing football. But this is where you are with Carson Wentz. Humility has got to come to Carson Wentz. Arrogance and stubbornness. You know what? You can win with a guy who's arrogant and stubborn. But you better win. Or the guy looks like a malcontent and an unpleasant teammate, and that is kind of where you're at with Carson Wentz. I think he's kind of Sam Bradford Jr. And if the Colts can find a way to offload him and get the first-round pick out of a team in the way that the Eagles did with the Vikings, and you get somebody to take that contract, you feel really good about your day's work if you're Chris Ballard. And then you go about the process of going out and and following Jim Irsay's edict to go get that quarterback who can lead you in a way that Carson Wentz clearly can't. And I think that's fair. Right now, has Carson Wentz had great weapons? No. Has Carson Wentz had a great offensive line? If it's not great, it's not for a lack of expense. The Colts spend a lot of money on that offensive line. Chris Ballard has built from the inside out. Here's the deal, though. The Kansas City Chiefs, all right, the Kansas City Chiefs this past year paid $7.7 million for every guard on their roster. Every single guard, all of them, totaled $7.7 million. Now, that's going to change next year. Joe Thune's going to get paid, all right? He's going to get paid a lot of money, $14 million next year, $15.5 the following year. That's a lot of money for a guard. And the, the Chiefs are going to have to figure out how to sort of repurpose or, or redo some contracts to make it possible for them to afford all they need to be able to come back and make it to the AFC Championship game at least again. I think they're going to the Super Bowl. I think they're going to beat the Bengals by 20-plus points. All right, the Bengals, 
They're not a facade. They're not, but they're not as good as the Chiefs. You look at a guy like Tyreek Hill. All right, you know, we all love Quentin Nelson. He's huge. He's a road grader. Okay, great. Quentin Nelson cannot run away from his secondary in the way Tyreek Hill did against the Buffalo Bills. He can't. So you've got to invest in weapons that can stretch a defense and exploit a defense, and the Colts have not done that. This coming year, you know how much money the Colts have locked up for 2022 right now in their offensive weaponry on the exterior? And really, you want to talk about running backs, they don't have a lot of money spent on running backs either. Jonathan Taylor and his rookie contract. Naheem Hines is making a little bit of bread, right? Kind of in the middle, single digits in terms of millions of dollars. But at the wide receiver position, you've got Michael Pittman Jr. making $2.3 million next year. Paris Campbell, $1.5. Uh, Kiki Kute, $1 million. Uh, Des Patman, $1 million or so. And then you've got Zach Pascal, who is an unrestricted free agent. You've got Mo Ali Cox. You've got uh, Granson. That's who you're going to war with right now. They are going to find a way to find more weapons. Whether it's through the draft or whether it's through free agency, you have got to invest in weaponry that can stretch defenses and win games when they got the ball in their hands. Quentin Nelson isn't going to do that. Mark Lewinsky isn't going to do that. Ryan Kelly isn't going to do that. Eric Fisher won't do it, although you got to resign him, right? Or who do you have at left tackle? Braden Smith making a lot of money at right tackle. He ain't going to run away from anybody. If you don't have people to run away from the defense, what are you protecting a quarterback for? What is the point of protecting a quarterback if he can't get the ball to receivers who make plays with the football? Michael Pittman is great. Going up in traffic, bringing down the ball. We call that high-pointing the ball. That drives people nuts. You got to high-point the ball, right? I don't know. You know, which I guess means catch it when you're at your highest and the defensive back isn't. Michael Pittman Jr. is a tall guy. He's really good at going up and getting the ball. Don't have to call it high pointing. All right. Running backs, you're kind of covered. But as far as somebody who can catch the ball in space and then run away from people, Colts don't have that. Is that Carson Wentz's fault? No. But here's what Carson Wentz doesn't do. Here's the difference, one of many, between Carson Wentz and Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes delivers that if the ball needs to get right here for a guy to be able to turn with it and go, that's where he gets it. Wentz, not nearly as accurate hitting guys. Ball's here, ball's here, and it makes it really, really difficult for those guys to continue their momentum in a way that their velocity becomes a weapon. We saw it in Philadelphia. If you've watched tape, you've seen it. We saw it this year with the Colts. T.Y. Hilton open, not getting the football. Is T.Y. Hilton going to retire? I don't know. Does it matter? I don't know that either. Hilton played 10 games. Campbell played 6. Can you project that they're going to play more games than they just did? I don't know. I wouldn't think so. That's not the way the human body works in the NFL. But that's the deal with the Colts. The Colts this year, by the way, that 30... Uh, point, Mark. You know, the Colts, over the course of this past season, they scored more than 30 
six times. Four of those times, they scored one more point than 30. They scored 31 points four times. And they scored less than 30 in the first five games of the season and the last four games of the season. All under 30. They were 3-6 and six in those games. Five of those nine were against playoff teams. And that's kind of what they're looking ahead to with their schedule. Jim Irsay is laying down the law. He is tired of this crap. He is not putting up with it any longer. And last night on Twitter, he let fans know that this will not stand. You're anxious about 2022? You know what? You got company. Jim Irsay's anxious. And when Jim Irsay's anxious, Chris Ballard's going to be anxious. Frank Reich's going to be anxious. Carson Wentz is going to be anxious. Either he figures out a way to be humble and work and put team first, or he's going to have big problems, and he's probably going to have a different address come next year. He's got probably a month and a half to show the Colts that he is in it for the long haul as the leader of the Colts. If he doesn't do that, he's going to be gone, and all of a sudden, Colts are going to be looking for another new starting quarterback for 2022. At some point, they got to have this solved. They don't have a first-round pick in the upcoming draft. It's going to be hard for them to get better from within, and it's really hard to go find a quarterback that can lead you to a championship from without. It just doesn't happen very often. And you look at the 49ers and Garoppolo. Yeah, Garoppolo's playing in the NFC Championship game, But Jimmy didn't win that game for the 49ers. The special teams play for the 49ers won that game. Or Aaron Rodgers and and the Green Bay Packers would be hosting the Rams at Lambeau Field this weekend. It was that punt block, baby, and and that's the way it works in the NFL. And that's why Bubba Ventrone is a really valuable piece of the puzzle for the Colts because they need to win the special teams battle. You look at the points that they scored, look, The Colts, in terms of points for and points against, they should have won 11 games and lost six. They won nine and they lost eight. Why? Is it coaching? Is it defense? Is there, did they reverse engineer this thing into a, a, you know, gaudy numbers that didn't yield gaudy results? Maybe all of the above. We'll talk about it tomorrow. Breakfast with Kent. I can't wait to talk to you then. This is so interesting. You know, and that's the genius of the NFL. The NFL offseason is absolutely phenomenal. Absolutely wonderful. Do I think Carson Wentz is going to be back? I do not think Carson Wentz is going to be back. I think they figure out a way to maneuver things so that Carson Wentz is off the books and they can go get a winning quarterback, somebody who's going to be able to deliver the ball in a way, two weapons that will result in the Colts scoring 30 points or more, or there are going to be bigger changes next offseason. We'll talk to you tomorrow morning.